Hello, this is Rachel McElroy. Hey, this is Griffin McElroy. This is wonderful. That's us coming in in the helicopter. Uh, We're landing. And I thought I could do some more sound effects. You know, I do. I love it. I love your sound effects. I've been watching a lot of Michael Winslow movies, which is a way of saying the Police Academy (laughs) films. Well, and that Shakespearean drama he did. He too. did a production of King Lear that mm-hmm. I thought was moving. Yeah. What was crazy is there was no set. It was just him in front of a microphone. Mm-hmm. Opening doors. <laughs> um, it's me, the king. I don't, I've never seen King Lear. Oh, don't stab my kids. Because there's usually... Yeah, there's something like that in there. In a lot of those plays, mm-hmm. those old ones with kings and stuff, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, not me kids. Don't mm-hmm. stab me kids, brother. Because their brother stabbing their kids. It's real fucked up. Uh, this is wonderful. A show that we like doing. And we talk about what we like on the show that we like doing. Like? In the hopes that you will like it. Yes. Too. Uh, we got the Max Fun Drive coming up. My small wonder is just sort of seeing what's been happening in the background, the behind the scenes of this uh, bonus episode we're going to be doing for the Max Fun Drive that donors will be able to listen to. Yeah. Um, we went to the Facebook group and did a poll. Yes. To get some feedback from our listeners as to what they would like to see for yes. our bonus episode. By an enormous margin, people wanted to hear Rachel talk about her first experience playing Animal Crossing. So that's what you've been doing for the past yeah. week. Please don't say anything about it. Well, Please save it for the paywall. <laughs> but holy shit, like coming home and like seeing you with the 3DS out and like playing Animal Crossing, I don't I didn't think it would like <laughs> excite me as much as it did. Not like sexually, but maybe. And it just makes me so happy. To Sometimes see it. what I've really enjoyed is that Griffin will shoo our child away from me so that I can continue playing. Yes. It's like, hey, no, 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 you come over here. Mommy's busy. And you get the visceral ex- thrill of prioritizing a video game over your family which i've been babe i've been doing that for (laughs) decades it's so shit hot uh no that this just literally watching you play video games is a small wonder for me it's a big wonder but uh it's a thing i really like it's a thing i'm really passionate about and so yeah you've been i feel like you've been looking for a while to find me something that i will enjoy and it's a good time too man that that new animal crossing comes out next month (gasps) Ooh, what's your small wonder you got any my small wonder is fitness. Okay. Uh, fitness whole pizza in my mouth. <laughs> Have you heard that joke before? I, you know, I haven't. Oh, uh, all right. It's like a... I've heard namaste in bed. Oh, that's which is problematic. Yeah. Um, I uh, did fitness for a long time. Mm. Uh, and then just stopped. Yeah. Pretty much stopped entirely. And just last week, I said, you know what? I'm going to return to fitness. Uh, people talk about it. They say good things about it. Maybe I'll give it a shot again. Right. Uh, and turns out... Do does, you mean exercise? Does feel good. Yeah. Fitness feels like a weird way of saying... That feels like the... Well, exercise can be like walking around the street. I see like fitness as a like... Like I, cranking it. You, <laughs> turning it up and fucking... I you did not phrase it that way. Uh, no, I know what you're saying. Like I, it, like I go to a gym. Yes. Like I walk into an establishment that is designed for people to exercise, and I do various exercises in that 
establishment. Yes, I. There is a um, like not like calorie focused benefit that I get from yeah. riding the like. If I wake up in the morning, take Henry to daycare, and then I ride our little stationary bike for like a half hour or something, I feel pretty like pump like it does yeah. it, it, you, it releases some sort of like you know good chemical i think for sure for that sure. makes you feel like i'm ready to take on the a day a lot of people talk about kind of the mental health benefits of of exercise and um i have always known that to be true yeah did not make it easier for me to no, change it still sucks so bad change to do out it. of my regular clothes yeah. into fitness clothes and then change back into my regular clothes like that alone was enough to stop me for years that's an exercise right there really if you think about it <laughs> yeah just like taking clothes off and putting other clothes on yeah hey uh well you wear huge jinko jeans like huge the heaviest jinkos i've ever seen in my life which um, are you saying taking them off would be fitness? I'm saying that there is a lot of belt work that goes into removing your jinkos, and there's a lot of navigation. I've got my wallet chain. I've got my phone chain. I've oh got yeah, my keys chain. Mm-hmm. A lot of chains that I have to remove. Looks like your butt is some sort of wild dinosaur that <laughs> um, they have to keep, you know, safe. <laughs> So it doesn't break out. <laughs> okay. Rachel's got that big, tall electric fence from Jurassic Park just wrapped around her butt and is attached to her keys and her wallet mm-hmm. and her mouth guard. That's how I keep you away. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I'll be like that little kid that gets shocked and <laughs> exploded and thrown. Hey, it's you go first. What's your first uh, big wonder? Huh? My first big wonder is when couples start to look like each other. Is this uh, I didn't. Is this a thing? You haven't heard this as a thing? I don't think so. When people start dating somebody and then everyone's like, they're starting to look like each other. You haven't heard this and or noticed this phenomenon before? Is it happening with you and I? It did happen, yeah, early in our relationship. What? How? What, how? I didn't even notice. Do you remember just uh, kind of spontaneously, uh, I needed glasses pretty soon after when we started dating? Oh, you think it's Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying that that was um, based on any kind of affection we have for each other. It was just a weird coincidence that no, happened. No, I think it was. I think you were <laughs> you looking think my at my eyes. eyes. got worse yeah. just to be closer to you. I think your eyes looked at my eyes and they were like, oh, those poor eyes. They shouldn't have to do it alone. And so, <laughs> you know, it's probably actually, you know what it really is? You didn't own a TV before we started dating. Oh. And then like the first Christmas, I think we were together, I got you like a little LCD TV. Mm-hmm. Um so we could have anything to do at your place. Uh, <laughs> hey, we had my laptop. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, this was not a uh, a, a particularly principled stance. Suddenly we both had glasses. Yes. And then you started dressing a little better. Mm, yeah. Uh, which I would like to think was rising up to my level. Yeah, sure. Um, and I don't know. I just think we started kind of looking alike. And that's pretty common. Have you not heard this? Am I breaking this to you? You totally are breaking unaware? this. I mean, I don't I don't have much of an eye for fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do I, I for me it's less like acknowledging that couples look similar the longer they're together and more that like couples become like sort of universally across the board similar the longer and yeah, that they're and together. Yeah, that is that is what the science says. Okay. So I did some research on this phenomenon. Okay. Thinking maybe I would find like one study. It turns out researchers have been talking about this for a very, very long time. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because there's probably like at a cellular level, like a sort of like chameleon camouflage shit going on, right? 
Yeah. I, well, I think um, it's uh, some of it is just kind of like being attracted to like, right. you know, is that you find people that either have similar temperament or, or potentially like similar background, you know, to you. Right. And then that kind of merges over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did all sorts of studies um, throughout time to kind of look at this uh, University of Michigan psychologists analyzed photographs of couples taken when they were newlyweds and photographs of the same couples 25 years later. And the results showed that couples had grown to look more like each other over time. And the happier that the couple said they were, the more likely that they were to have increased in their physical similarity. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Are we talking about like face bones? <laughs> are we talking about face bones and skin motion? What are we talking about here? Well, so some people talked about just like the whole concept of like, laugh lines you know like people that are like you know they kind of wrinkle in the same way because they're kind of smiling in the Uh, same way all the time okay interesting (laughs) this i'm into yeah um i thought you were saying just like (laughs) the the face morphs (laughs) like a transformer i mean it would be more slow like a american werewolf in paris it wouldn't be like a like parts of my face fucking fold out and turn into wheels or whatever that's griffin and rachel they've been in love for married for 50 years and they're they can turn into trucks it's so sweet uh in 2006 scientists asked participants in a study to view individual photos of men and women and judge their personalities The participants did not know who in the photos were married to whom, but the couples that had been together the longest were judged to have more similar personalities. Huh. The researchers concluded that processing personality traits that are attractive may be causal in making a face attractive. That's a a lot to unpack. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. You're sort of like changing my whole sort of view on love and people in general. (laughs) can really it can it can you know transform your body yeah okay that's neat i guess um also so there was a study of twins university of western ontario scientists found that not only did study participants tend to pick partners with similar genes the spouses of identical twins were also more alike than the spouses of non-identical twins that is wild right isn't that fascinating too but is it's it's okay but we're getting into some like nature versus nurture I know, it's, shit it's just like tricky. maybe they just like like very similar like maybe yeah. your type is more sort of in, encoded than than you would think that is that is wild though so this is my favorite one so i i was reading a time magazine article about this and so there was a 2013 study where people were shown images of their romantic partner's face that had been digitally altered to include some features from another face either random other faces or the study participants' own face. Both male and female participants consistently rated the one that included their face as the most attractive. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's less about the So they thing would you take were... like a photo of Griffin. Right. And they would maybe insert like Tom Bergeron's features. Right. And I would say, eh, okay. Hey, why'd you pick him? <laughs> no, stop the podcast. Stop the, stop the recording. Edit this out. Stop it. Don't publish this part. Why'd you pick Tom Bergeron? You know, I feel like it's the same way that you and your brothers tend to consistently pick names like Jeremy. I was thinking Jeremy, yeah. When I uh, when I have to recall a famous person that's not too famous, huh. it's Tom Bergeron. So it's just Tom, 
So you've got like a little Tom Bergeron just kind of scampering about yeah, uh-huh. in that dome of yours. Uh-huh. Just like looking at all your memories and... Inserting himself as necessary. Yeah, just hopping in, waiting for the synapses between like, I'm recording my podcast and I need to say a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And Tom Bergeron jumps up and grabs the grabs him. Sometimes if I can't remember what like my sixth grade gym teacher looks like... Bergeron will poke his head in and be like, <laughs> he looks like me! <laughs> um... Okay, so all that to say, if I saw Griffin plus Tom Bergeron and and or Griffin plus Rachel, I would probably be more likely to pick Griffin plus Rachel. Well, you would see your own, you know, beautiful pouty lips and be like, "Ooh, hello, gorgeous, <laughs> hello, gorgeous." Uh, this is wild, babe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then to kind of what you were saying, um, lookalike partners may also be drawn to each other subliminally because of their genes. Plenty of studies have also found that spouses tend to be more genetically similar than strangers, sharing predictors of everything from height to educational attainment. Well, they've also kissed so much, right? That their DNA, their DNA and their Mm -hmm. genes have all sort of gotten just one. Maybe that's why I needed the glasses. That's probably it, babe. I got some of your bad eye spit. Just, yeah, just from all the kissing we had been doing. Um, because we weren't married yet. We hadn't done anything. <laughs> we hadn't got, okay. Hey, cut this out too. Like Rachel's parents listen to the podcast fold. Uh, they would be so disappointed. I'm finished. Okay. Do you want to do your thing? I do. Mine's going to be super fast. Okay. Uh, I'm talking about hot tubbing. Oh. On the late night. Griffin has an enthusiasm for hot tubs that I feel like is unmatched by anyone else I've met. Well, yes. And I also, and you can probably speak to this, have a strange sort of um, preoccupation with hot tubs. And what hot tubs say. We have we have kicked around the idea of owning a hot tub because like it would be good to be inside that warmth, the warm water. I'm going to talk about why it's great here in just a second. Mm -hmm. Um but and when I, you say we have kicked around the idea, it's you've gotten really enthusiastic I have, about it too. It's taken me a lot longer than you, I think, to get enthusiastic. But I have a fear, which is that none of our friends have hot tubs, and I feel like if you're the only friend in the friend group that has a hot tub, it's like you are like having a key party. I, it feels like to me. Let's let's practice this. Okay, okay. so let's say it's a Friday, yeah. and we want to have people over. Yeah, we happen to have a hot tub. Yeah. How would you ask them to come Let's over? Let's role play and you can be like one of our friends. Okay. Um, hey, Griffin, what are you up to this weekend? Oh, uh, well, Rachel and I just got a hot tub. Uh, and so like, I think on Friday night, we might just like get in there and like have some wine and just like chill. Do you want to come hang out? Uh, it makes me uncomfortable that you're suggesting this, that I yeah, get drunk. Yeah, baby. That I get drunk in your hot tub with you. Swing. Like, that's the only way I, I feel like that conversation. And I don't want it to go Austin Powers. Like, Can I tell I you how it would really go? People would be like, oh, that sounds fun. I'm into it. Okay. Then They're not you- going to be like, oh, so you want to get. Um, you want to get weird? Partially or? nude and damp together. Like, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> getting all that out of the, the sti- get all that stigma out, throw it away in the garbage can. Uh, hot tubbing is very good. Uh, today I was just, I, I think I was driving and I went past like a hot tub store and I was like, 
I just reflected. Maybe I'll on, impulse buy in a hot tub on the way home. No, that's not <laughs> something I would do. But I did think about all my good hot tub times that I've had, and uh, it just it just moved me to talk about it on this show. Uh, every time I do see a hot tub, I'm in a place that has a hot tub in it. I do get pretty pumped. I do get pretty excited, and I do make a point of trying to get in that hot tub. Yeah. Um, I don't care about anything fancy. I don't want like I don't care about Bluetooth speakers and you know ground effects and like yeah. turbo jets and shit like. That mm-hmm. I just want a nice, you know, warm water soaking in there mm-hmm. with my with my buds and some suds. Although yeah. I'm not really a big beer drinker these days, um, so it probably will be wine or a white claw, and just like fucking chilling and talking, connecting. You're so close together, and you got to talk about something. I do like the idea of being able to sit with you in a body of water with no distractions. And we just connect. And we you know? just connect. We can't like watch that. it. You can't be, you can't just boop, 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. That's you playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> All day with this fucking, these millennials and their video games. Uh, yeah, it's just, in, in college, me and my friends used to go to our friend uh, Haley's parents' house, like way out there in Ohio, uh, right on the river, right on the Ohio River, and just like chilling in that hot tub and having some some, especially when it got cold and like snowy, chilling in a hot tub, watching the barges go by, and <laughs> sipping some some you know mixed drinks like, like the celebrities do, just like the celebrities do, watching the coal barges go by <laughs> on the Ohio River. Uh, With their what was your drink of choice then? I did a lot of rum drinks. Uh, mm. Famously, the cocktail that like for a whole summer, like uh, you know. Every weekend or so, we would go out there, and I would do uh, Sailor Jerry's spiced rum with, uh, it was like Coca-Cola summer mix. And it was like, they only sold it, I think, that one summer. Probably, I don't even know what this is. It would have been probably like... Jesus, like 2008 or so. Is it like cherry coke? Like No, it was like orange and lime and like it was like Ugh. tropical fruit flavored coke. Yes, disgusting. I wouldn't drink it with my worst enemy's mouth. With rum, it is but so with sweet. spiced the sp- yeah, I mean, that was me though, wasn't yeah. it? Uh yeah, I just have that really fond memory. A, a lot of fond memories. Mm-hmm. One time though, I was at a party at a hotel in middle school. I don't remember why it was there, but I sat in a hot tub for like 3 hours. I got so sick. But I learned you have to respect it, don't you? You got to respect that hot little pool, don't you? I think my first hot tub experience was when I was 18 and it was after prom and I was at one of my friend's after prom parties. Mm-hmm. She had a hot tub and we all got in it. The way I, you said hot tub just there, I, I really wish I could like <laughs> save it in a little bottle and open up that bottle and hear it whenever I want. <laughs> um. And I thought it was pretty, pretty okay. I, I guess I don't, I, I enjoy it, um, but I don't crave it the way you do. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you about the jacuzzi family? Please. It's a real family. That's what the name, the word jacuzzi comes from a name. It was an Italian family. Uh, they were working on like uh, hydro pump technology in the early 1900s. Uh, and one of the jacuzzis, like a kid, developed rheumatoid arthritis, and these these brothers uh, made a hydrotherapy pump called the J300, and it was just a pump that you could put into any tub and sort of add a jet to it. Um, and then in 1968, Roy Jacuzzi created like an integrated sort of whirlpool bath that had like the jets like built into it, ready to go. It was called the Roman 
Uh, and then like really quickly after that, they did like an indoor outdoor model. And that's, that is where the hot tub came from. Uh, it's just, it's so chill. It's so chill and social. You think and all their friends felt weird when they were like, hey, come over. I got this. <laughs> Do you want us to take a bath with you, Roy? I got this bubbly tub. You want to come over? No, 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 no. You don't understand. It's a big bath and it's got fun jets in it. Roy, it's still a big bathtub, Roy. <laughs> no, I mean like communal bathing has been like a thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, uh, but not you, usually like at somebody's house. Usually it was like a place where everybody went, right? Right. I guess that's fair. I guess saying like, this is like, hey, you want to come over to my house? But I think the jacuzzi family had been developing bath technology. So if we had friends that I knew were high in like the bath technology <laughs> game and they came over like, hey, you've got to come try out my new bath. I'd be mm-hmm. like, I'm there in a fucking minute. What's the new what's okay. the new thing? No, this brings up an interesting thing. So if we are to get a jacuzzi. Yeah. And we want to invite people over. Maybe we pair it with something else. So it's not just about the tub. It's mm. like, hey, do you want to come over and get in my hot tub? And also play checkers because that's a feature. And really, it's more about the checkers. Right. And we'll just happen to be. Or would you just like, you know, we no no need to ruin a checker set. We could just say, hey, come on over. Um, hey, are you guys craving boiled eggs? <laughs> I'd fucking kill for some boiled eggs. Why don't we boil up some eggs and get in the hot tub water? <laughs> With the eggs. With the eggs. <laughs> Two birds, one egg. How'd they both fit in there? This is not, that shouldn't be like that. Oh, it's cramped in that little egg, isn't it? There's two birds. <laughs> hey, can I steal you away? Oh, yeah. Griffin? Yeah. You know what's a shame? What? Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? (laughs) It's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. (laughs) Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, There's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? (laughs) Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be 
the same list as everybody else's with the Julia <laughs> Styles episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can you can sell? Uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain got a couple jumbotrons here do you want me to read the first one sure this one is for Grant, and it's from Delaney, who says, Dear Grant, you are forever and always my first wonderful thing of the day. Thank you for all of the love and support you have shown me through the years. I cannot wait to love you more and more each day. I'm so proud of all you have accomplished, and I hope that this made you smile at work. Your wife, Delaney. P.S. I can't wait to smooch you. Oh, I love that P.S. I love that P.S. I, it, and you know... Maybe it should have gone. I don't want to criticize this, this this writer, but I think it's important. I think it should have been the subject of the email. Uh huh. Like re coming a smooch ya. Mm hmm. I've been working on a new mask movie. Somebody smooch me. <laughs> I love we went the same <laughs> shit. Your whole first segment was like so <laughs> wicked on point. But now I just feel guilty, like I've poisoned, <laughs> like I've put my poison. Oh in no, me. you have. <laughs> okay, cool. Can I read the next one? Yes. This is for Mike. It is from MB. Hey, Mike. I hope you're having a good day at work or a good drive in the car. You and Levi are my wonderful things. Just no matter what, though, Mike's not listening to this in the house, which is important <laughs> because of household accidents. It's a real mm -hmm. issue, people. Mm -hmm. And you get us in your earbuds, mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to focus on the gutter you're cleaning. That's no, true. I've never cleaned a gutter once in my life. There's got to be other household accidents, right? You never reached your paw in a gutter and, and scooped out some leaves? I did reach my hand up in a governor once. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it was uh, Cecil Underwood, uh, former governor of West Virginia. It, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> You wept as we crafted the tragic tale of Jar Jar, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Dude, like he forgives Darth Vader. <laughs> Lisa see? still love you, yeah. Annie. <laughs> you gasped out loud at the shocking twists of Face Off 2. Face is wild. He takes his kid's face. What? <laughs> uh, we're writing an entire screenplay week by week on Story Bricks Season 2, Heaven Heist. Hey folks, Freddie Wong here with some exciting news about Story Break, the writer's room podcast where three Hollywood professionals have one hour to spin cinematic gold. We're shaking up our format by turning Heaven Heist, one of our favorite ideas we've ever come up with on the show, into a full screenplay. Heaven Heist is an action comedy about a crew of misfit gangsters robbing the celestial bank of heaven. Think of Coco meets Point Break. Join us as we write this crazy movie scene by scene and get an inside look at the screenwriting process on our podcast Story Break every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Hey, what's your second thing? My second thing yes. is a musical artist. Oh, yeah. Uh, the group I'm referring to, Soccer Mommy. This is, I believe, the second band with Mommy in it that we featured on this show. I talked about a Mommy during my, uh, my lo-fi hip-hop 
like segment that I did. I don't remember this. That was my most listened to artist of 2019, according to Spotify, was Mommy. But 2020, it's going to be Soccer Mommy because fuck, <laughs> this band is my jam. <laughs> um, I so Soccer Mommy has been putting out albums since uh, 2016. Mm. Um, I just got hip to it recently. So there's a new album coming out end of February uh, called Color Theory. And I happened upon it and remembered some friends mentioning Soccer Mommy and thought like, oh, yeah, maybe this is good. I know we have some friends that like Soccer Mommy. Uh, It's good. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out. Um, Sophie Allison, who is 22, she's from Nashville, and she puts together a lot of kind of lo-fi, love-inspired songs. Right. Um, I read some interviews with her, and it's interesting because part of the reason I liked her is that she's got kind of this like grunge rock sound. Right. Uh, and she kind of references, you know, bands like Sonic Youth and Nirvana as some of her favorites. Um, but she also mentions Avril Lavigne and Taylor Swift because okay. she's 22 years old. Right, And that's yeah. about right. <laughs> um, she uh, has toured with a whole bunch of artists. So in the past few years, she's toured with Mitski, Casey Musgraves, Phoebe Bridgers, Vampire Weekend, and Wilco. Fuck, that's a lot of really good bands. Yeah, yeah. so she really put together... Have we talked about Phoebe Bridgers on the show before? That seems like a strange oversight. Yeah, you have with me. I don't know if you brought it yeah, to the show maybe before. Not. Uh, so she was going to school at NYU, and um, after completing her sophomore year, dropped out because she was already like in a successful band right. and touring. Um, she worked with a producer um, that also produced like Deer Hunter and War on Drugs. Uh, and put together a few albums. Um, she said about this new album, quote, I wanted the experience of listening to Color Theory, which is the name of the album, to feel like finding a dusty old cassette tape that has become messed up over time because that's what this album is, an expression of all the things that have slowly degraded me personally. Whoa, okay. <laughs> the production warps, the guitar solos occasionally glitch, the melodies can be poppy and deceptively cheerful. To me, it sounds like the music of my childhood distress and in some instances decaying. Shall we play some of it? Yes. Okay. So I wanted to play uh, the song that came out most recently um, off this new album called Circle the Drain. I feel like if we don't talk about snail mail, people are going to yeah. comment on it because it is like it is. I almost I was telling Griffin, I almost didn't want to bring Soccer Mommy because I thought, well, this feels a little like similar to snail mail. And sure. some of the characteristics I like about Soccer Mommy, I also like about snail mail as a like, you know, as a biographically speaking, I think there's a lot of like uh, comparisons that yeah. you can make very easily. Yeah. And I think like. They are playing a sort of like 
original indie inspired lo-fi rock but i really do think their their like sounds are pretty different like yeah yeah i mean it's like you know similar age obviously both women you know that kind of like lo-fi you know grungy sound a little bit but her shit is less like garage rocky i would say yeah than, Wait, uh, who's uh, 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 soccer mommy is less garage yeah. rocky than uh, yeah. than stale mail. It's a little bit more like I don't know. It's a little bit more uh, produced isn't the right word, but like there's more sort of elements yeah. to it, and there's more sort of. Uh, I listened to a song today uh, called "Yellow Is the Color of Her Eyes." Yeah, it's another one that's going to be on the new album. It's like seven and a half minutes long, and it's just this sweeping like, yeah. and there's so much going on in that song. So like, I think that it's an obvious comparison, but I do think that there is like enough sort of different between them. So the 2018 album Clean, which was the last one that was released, was on a bunch of like best of 2018 lists. Like Paste, Pitchfork, Rolling Stone, they all put Clean on their best of 2018 list. So we're a little, I think, late to the party on this one, but um, I was really But excited. this has been like my day. Like yeah. uh, this is the, the best shit about this show to me is like uh, you put new awesome things into my world. Mm-hmm. Like you do that like every day just by being you. But Thank also you. like I listened to this band today. I think I've talked about this experience. And this may have been one of my segments. And I was like, this is a fucking good band that I am now like <laughs> so into yeah. and will be, you know, for a long time. And that's cool that it just happened yeah, today. I mean, that was kind of like snail mail and Sigrid. Like we've had a lot of kind of good discoveries yeah this. uh hey can i do my second thing yes this one will probably be also pretty quick i wanted to talk about well okay this one's a two-parter so i need you to like stick with me here okay uh first i want to talk about uh tom naughty that's n-o-d-d-y not like naughty uh tom naughty was a magician kind of in the 80s um and he was like the kind of professional magician who wasn't like in Vegas, I don't think. Uh, he was doing like TV circuits. He was doing like late night shows. He did Letterman. He did Carson. Um, his shtick was so singular and so focused, it boggles my mind because Tom Naughty was a bubble magician. He did magic with bubbles, like soap bubbles, like that you get out of the wand and you blow it uh-huh. and bubbles come out. He did magic with those. He was a bubble mancer and he would just have a, like a bubble wand in one hand and usually a cigarette in the other one. Okay. So he could like take a drag and blow smoke into the bubble. He could do stuff with that. He could merge the bubbles. He could blow a bubble inside a bubble. And right now your mind is thinking like, how much fucking stuff can you do with, <laughs> with bubbles? Also, how is this magic, right? Like, Well, what? I'm going to show you, um, well, I'll get to the prestige here in a little bit. Okay. Uh, he made a career out of this. He did a how-to magic like bubble book in 1988. It was about bubble magic. The book itself wasn't made out of bubbles. The, maybe that technology <laughs> someday. Um, he created a bubble festival with a place in San Francisco called the Exploratorium that over 15,000 people went to in a weekend. Like, I guess this was a thing for uh, a few people. He had this like profoundly strange very like explicitly focused career that I had never heard of. And how did I learn about Tom Naughty? Yeah, I was ask, didn't you bring bubbles one week? Like I feel like oh, you did brought I? bubbles before. That's so weird that I, yeah. I didn't uh, yeah. bring Tom Naughty as part of it, but 
uh, I hadn't seen a particular YouTube video that uh, I'm going to show you a little clip from. For everybody at home, this video is titled The Night Tom Naughty Forever Changed the World of Bubble Entertainment, <laughs> January 5th, 1983. Okay. So Rachel's watching it now. I'm just giving her a little slice. Tom Naughty is a fella. He's wearing, how would you describe the shirt he's wearing, hon? Kind of a velvety, velour kind of right tracksuit almost. But with uh, a, a sort of festive, I would say, cuff uh, on it. He's got a pretty tight ponytail, like a yeah. pretty sick, sick ponytail. Very long ponytail, big mustache. That kind of mustache that like has uh, a lot of, it's it's a strange mustache. It's an old, I would say, cowboy prospector mustache. Yeah, and he's got a bubble wand in one hand and a cigarette in the other. He is... Oh, he just blew a... He, look at this. He's just he's blowing bubbles into bubbles. inserting smoke bubbles... And he's so fucking cool about it, right? He's so chill. <laughs> yeah, I do kind of feel like he invited me over to his house for a party, and I'm in his basement right now. He's very casual. He's just like, you're absolutely, we are in his basement. Like, I can smell it. I can smell Tom Nani's It's like basement. I went over to my friend's slumber party, and she's like, oh, yeah, my dad's in the basement. He does this stuff with bubbles. And I thought, oh, I guess I'll go downstairs, and now I'm transfixed. See, that's just a little joke he does about the inside-out bubble. Anyway. So what... How did he transform? What? Well, he forever changed the world of bubble <laughs> entertainment. This was January 5th, 1983. I believe he was on Carson when he did this. Uh, and after this, the landscape of bubble entertainment was changed. The second thing I'm going to talk about is why I watched this video. And the reason I watched this video is because YouTube decided that I should <laughs> watch it. Based on your I wanted, history? I So YouTube's like suggested video algorithm is so fucked up and so occasionally deeply like hilarious. Uh, and I think it's the kind of thing that you only really get the full benefit of if you do watch a lot of YouTube, which like I watch a lot of YouTube videos. Uh, and to be fair to this algorithm, they have really nailed me from time to time. I found Kiwami Japan uh, through this, uh, the uh, Japanese artist who like makes knives out of all kinds of wild shit. I found Baumgartner art restoration through this. Like sometimes like they, they got me, right? But sometimes it puts up such a fucking weird brick that like I can't stop like trying to unravel backwards <laughs> the steps it took to get me to the night Tom Naughty forever changed the world of bubble entertainment January 5th, 1983. I can't think, can you, th you know me. Yes. You I are do. me yes. apparently. What of my interests, <laughs> what I've watched YouTube videos about that would have got me to the night Tom Naughty forever changed the world of bubble entertainment January 5th, well, 1983. Well, we mentioned that I think that you have talked about bubbles on this podcast before. But I never got on YouTube and was like- To look at bubbles. You know why? Because they're bubbles. Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure I know how they do what they do. And also I talked about bubbles a long time ago. I've watched a, a lot of other shit on YouTube. Mm -hmm. but have you thought about growing a very- Big mustache or a very long ponytail. I've been looking into velvet wear. Uh, <laughs> I was about to like research this, right? Because I decided I wanted to talk about this after being after watching this video this morning. And so I hopped back on like later in the day. And the first video that it served to me was called, Wow, is this an axe or a laser beam? And this is just a big woodcutter man who uses like an axe like a wood cutting axe to cut wood. This and he's, reminds me. He's reviewing an axe. 
remember the slow motion explosion thing that you watched for a while? Okay, yeah, like slow-mo videos, I get. I get, like, yeah. we watched some hydraulic press videos. I don't see how YouTube gets me from that to a big burly man outside of his cabin, surrounded by defiled logs, just, like, doing his YouTube axe reviews. The knife videos. Because they're bladed objects, maybe yeah. I can. You can make a case for that. I think uh, the bubbles. I'll give you. That's kind of strange. But um, like, it's not just. I. This is not my own personal conspiracy theory. Because my absolute favorite thing, and these are just two examples of every day. Every time I log onto the website, at least one of the little thumbnails like visible to me from the jump is like some nonsense shit. A lot of the times it sucks shit. Like a lot of the times it's like you want to watch this Logan Paul video, and it's like no YouTube, I don't. Uh, but sometimes it's like, do you want to watch this mustachioed man do bubble magic on, on Carson? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> uh, and the most amazing thing is every comment on those videos, which have millions, that video has millions of views. Every comment is like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> every comment is like, I was I didn't want to watch this, but here I am. Like, YouTube said I should watch this, so I'm watching this. Every one of them. Which means that there's, like, a library of, like, weird garbage that YouTube, like, a fucking, like, proud cat dragging a dead bird into the house is like, you want Tom Naughty? You want Tom Naughty? I didn't it ask for Tom It makes me wonder Naughty. if he has, like, a group of lobbyists who are, like, slowly upping the algorithm of, like, okay, are you trying to install a bathroom sink? All right, let's just throw in this video right afterwards. Right. Uh, it is, it genuinely, I don't get a lot, I don't derive a lot of like pleasure from, uh, online interactions in general, but this is the purest like form of camaraderie that I feel where like, it is hard for me not to get self-conscious after I've watched the entirety of the Tom Naughty Changes Bubble Entertainment, January 3rd, 1980. <laughs> uh, I feel guilty cause it's like. What the fuck am I like? What am I doing with my life? Yeah, and then seeing literally thousands of people saying the exact same thing, like, yeah. it makes me feel a connection to. <laughs> this is I'm being serious. There's a it makes me feel a connection to those people, and it makes them more like real than a lot of like online interactions I have because I know that they literally did the exact same thing as me for the exact same reason I did it, and feel the exact same way about yeah. that afterwards and i feel like a genuine kinship with those folks in it that does moment. make me wonder if there are like a series of like counterparts to you out there that have watched the exact same videos you have watched huh. and are now on this path oh, that you are on as well and so like tomorrow when you get pushed like here's a hula hoop but it's covered in peanut butter watch this dog lick the whole thing right Somebody else somewhere is also watching that video because they are on your path. Well, it's like an infinite monkeys typing Hamlet thing, right? Yeah. Where like yeah. that that video you just described probably does exist yeah. somewhere and some weirdo is watching it. But I don't think that person <laughs> I'm not married to them, so like they're not that much like me, I guess, is the thing I took <laughs> away from the first segment. Um, hey, can I tell you what our friends at home are talking about? Yes. Here's a submission from Griffin. Not me, another Griffin. Okay. There's not that many of us. This is a precious gift. So really listen to it okay. and treasure it. I'm going to wonder if this is something you also like. No. Hi, Rachel and Griffin. My wonder this week is the feeling of freshly brushed teeth. It's so clean and smooth. I love it. 
You don't like that? I mean, I like it. I, like, <laughs> I wouldn't write into a podcast about it. But yeah. today I did go to the dentist for a cleaning. I oh, like, yeah. I do like that. Yeah. That's the only time I feel like my teeth are like, mm, damn. I know this, you're like, whoa, this, this feels, oh, is that tooth always like that? Yeah, I got gaps in there that I didn't even <laughs> know about. That's neat. It's like my teeth just got a haircut. <laughs> Gretchen uh-huh. says, something I think is wonderful is when you're putting away laundry and you're hanging up the last shirt and you realize the bunch of hangers you grabbed at the beginning was the exact right number you needed for the laundry you had. Oh, that is nice. Ooh, that's good Man, shit. People write stuff like this in and I think like they maybe should be doing our show for us. Because that kind of precise look at your daily life. It's good. It's good. It's a good way to live. Yeah. It's measuring your life in love. And hangers. And hangers. I wanted to, I, I don't know if I was quoting Rent or Mabim Bam then. I've crossed the stream like way <laughs> fucking too far. Uh, hey, thank you to Bowen and Augustus for these for a theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. And thank you to Maximum Fun. Yeah, thank you, Maximum Fun, for hosting our show and for hosting a lot of other delightful shows. Um, if you haven't listened to the Jackie and Lori show and you like funny ladies, that's a good place to go. Go check that out. Go check out Judge John Hodgman and Story Break and a, a whole lot more at MaximumFun.org. Go to MacRoy.Family um, because we have a lot of fucking We podcasts. got a pin. We got a pin we of the Booger Cat. Pin. It yeah. is a delightful pin of the if Booger Cat. If you haven't cat. listened to our Huntington Live show this pin is based off of that very show yes we talk about the wayne county booger cat uh my new favorite cryptid my new favorite pin uh you're gonna love it there's a jom pin too from uh, monster factory that i'm very excited about <laughs> a lot of cryptid uh work that 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 we have this this month for you uh yeah and i think that's it so like i think like it's like whatever man no you know? You want to do some bubble tricks for me? Yeah. So go ahead and describe what I'm doing. Okay. So he's dipping the wand in the bubbles. Oh, and he's oh he's doing some kind of tongue technique. Uh, the bubble. Wait, the bubble is in the shape of Tom Bergeron. Wow, that's incredible. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. No, that was Tom. Oh. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.